Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze. Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast. I'm Teresa Blaze, and today I'm uh, riding solo. This may be a shorter podcast, but I hope it's, uh, it is valuable to you. I hope it's timely, and I hope um, it's helpful. Today we're going to talk about the holiday season, but not in the way you think. We'll get to that in a minute. But right now, I want to take care of some housekeeping. First of all, I want to thank you, every single one of you who have listened. If you're new here, this podcast started with my own need to find some unanswered questions. It started with my need to find some answers to things in my life that weren't working. A lot of things dealing with God, a lot of things dealing with the why of, of things, the Everybody has, everybody wonders, everybody needs to know, but a lot of times they aren't satisfied with the typical pat Christianese answers. That's what this podcast is for. It's evolved into a lot more than that. I deal with questions from other people as well, which reminds me, if you have a question you want me to deal with, feel free to send it to Teresa at unresolved.life. Next, Unresolved News is up. Uh, there's, oh, when I last looked, there's about 16 articles for you to peruse. I do my best to post one once a day, sometimes twice a day, depending on if it's needed. Sometimes I write them fully myself. Sometimes I curate them, but I curate them from the best sources. Um, and right now there's about 16 of them for you to choose from. Everything dealing with everything from, uh, gun control to the technocracy. You might ask what that is. Well, you'll have to go over there to find out. Unresolved.news. So, with that out of the way, let's dive into the content, shall we? The holiday season. When we think about it, what is it about? Whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, we just got out of Thanksgiving and all the stuff that comes with that, the Black Friday, the Cyber Monday, and all that commercialized stuff. I won't say what I really think. You know, we just really got out of it, right? We just came out of it. We're back in the work week. And for most people, hey, it's the holiday season. It's a time with family. That's great. But what if you're not most people? In fact, what if for you, the holiday season isn't so great? It's something you dread every single year. Whenever you know those months are coming, you literally grit your teeth and you go, all right, I got to get through this. Come hell or high water, I got to get through this. And that's your mentality. First of all, you are not alone. I want to say that right out the gate. You are not alone. There are others just like you. And I've been one of them. You see, I hate the holiday season. Or I did. It goes back a few years. I can remember one year during Christmas time when things had gotten so bad in my life, even as a Christian, that I, I came close to suicide. And... I could say that the only thing that stopped me was God Almighty, literally. I had become depressed. I, there was just a lot going on around that time. I had become depressed, and I wanted to just check out completely. I had a plan. I had everything in place. I was going to do it. And I felt a force wrap around my hand and prevent me from lifting it. And I heard as clear as day, you will not do this. I'll tell you right then, I hit my knees, and I began to cry out to God afresh. I won't say that things got better that year, but he got me through them. Fast forward to 2009, November 4th, 
I believe it was. I could be wrong. I got the call that my mom had died. I got woke up at 4.30 a.m. And it was my dad, and he was hysterical. In fact, it was Mike that answered the call. That same week, I went in for a surgery to try and fix my eyesight. I've referred to this in past episodes. But that same week, the doctor told me that, no, I, I can't restore your sight. There's been too much damage, too much scarring. So I lost my mom and my eyesight in the same week. I can't say I handled it well. As you guys know, I didn't. There were a lot of repercussions that came from that. But one of them was I began to loathe the holiday season. I wanted nothing to do with it. I wouldn't have cared if it had just passed on by without me. Every single year, I had I would fight the deepest and darkest depra- uh, depression that you could imagine. I hated it. I hated the sound of the Christmas music. And the reason was it was my mom's favorite holiday. Christmas was her favorite holiday. Uh, every time we'd hit Thanksgiving, I always remembered some of her favorite meals, the favorite foods that she would cook. Years, I went through this, and I didn't have a way out. I didn't know how to get out on top of everything else. But there were some things that helped, and I want to lay out what helped me, you know, at least to this point, because this is, you know, I still, the holidays come around, and I think about my mom to this day. And I want to just kind of lay out what's kind of helped me in, 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 in passing, kind of at least somewhat get through this season. Because believe me, when January hits, I am more than glad to leave these two months in the dust. First of all, staying in the word. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you struggle with this and you struggle with uh, depression or, or thoughts of suicide or just dealing with you really do not like the holiday season in general, get in the word and stay there. I can't promise things will get better, but I can promise God will, get, will, will drag you through it. He'll get you through. Second, find a confidant that you can speak to, that you can trust. And I'm talking maybe someone outside your family. Because while you need to be able to talk to your family members, and I fully agree with that, you need a, 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 someone kind of outside the situation who can see it with fresh eyes, who can remind you of what's important and kind of be that shoulder to cry on when you need it. Third, stay in fellowship. It is so tempting when you're in this kind of position to, you want to check out. You don't want to be seen. You just want to hide. You just want this thing. You just want to get it over with. But that's the last thing you should do. The the, the thing you need to be is around people. You don't have to be social per se, but you need to be around people. And finally, find something that you can do that brings you joy. Yes, this time of year is supposed to be joyful. Yes, it's rough. Yes, it's hard. But if you can find something that brings you joy, that can take your mind off it for just a little bit, then I suggest you do that. I'll add one more thing, and this is something I've learned recently. Do not ignore the feelings that come up when you deal with this. It's tempting to, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want want anything to do with it. And I get that. Oh, boy, do I get that. But the more you do that, the more you're going to feel it next time. Because it's going to hurt even worse when you try and get away from it. Do not ignore the feelings. Acknowledge them, react to them, and deal with them. Allow yourself to go there, but don't allow yourself to stay there. Okay? It's okay to say, hey, yeah, I'm not doing good right now. But don't allow yourself to stay there. There's a lot to be done in this time. 
And God has called you for such a time as this. Now, I want to speak to the person who may not be a believer in Christ. And maybe you have been through a lot of stuff. And I'm not even saying it was a death in the family. It might be something, you know, something else. Maybe there's just a lot of stuff that's happened in your past. And it's just, you know, brought up in, in, in other, other things. First of all, the same things apply. That I, that I said to, 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 to the Christian, find a, um, a confidant, get in fellowship, get in the word, allow yourself to feel the feelings, allow yourself to go there, but do not stay there. But I think the most important thing in your case, the most important thing, because the only thing that can fix this is a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you may say, well, why, why, why would you want to say that when, when I don't know him? I don't know how to talk, deal with this. I don't, that's fine. He does know how to deal with it. The Bible says that he was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. He said in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You are not alone. You do not have to be alone. The Bible says that he has called you to salvation. If you do not know him, then you are in more peril. Then you realize this is not just about your depression or your being close to suicide. And second of all, if you are close to suicide, I beg you to reconsider. And I beg you to realize there is a different option. You can do so much better. You don't have to go there. Because if you go there and you think that will end everything, you're wrong. Without Christ, this earth will be the closest place you, you'll get to heaven. Because beyond the grave, without Christ, is an eternity separated with God. And I know for a fact you don't want that. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is John 3.16. It's one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. The Bible says in Romans that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that the wages of sin is death. You, by nature, are a sinner. You may not agree with that. But that's the truth, okay? You know this. Deep down, you know it. And you know that you can't fix yourself. There's nothing you can do to fix yourself. But the Bible says that he gave everything for you. That he died on the cross for you. That he rose again and he ascended into heaven. And he is now sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. What, what do you have to do? You just have to accept the gift by faith. The Bible says that the just will live by faith. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know where you're at with Christ. Maybe you've been in church all your life, and you know, you're know you hearing this. Okay, I've heard this before. But step back and think about it. Are you involved in religion, or do you have a genuine relationship with him? If you've had an issue with the holiday season, I get it. I've been there. But I'm telling you there is a better way. And I'm telling you that God will meet you right where you're at, right in the middle of your pain. And he will bring you out. God loves you. God desires to have that relationship with you. And for the believer, the strong believer that's that's just struggling, God loves you. You are not alone. He will hold you up by his right hand. The Bible says in Psalms 119 that he he knows your frame. He knows that that you know he created you. He created you in the womb. And if he created you, then he knows everything that's going on inside you, even those dark places, even those deep places that you don't tell anybody. One last thing, and this goes for both the believer and the non-believer. Recognize that a lot of what you're dealing with is a spiritual bondage. 
The enemy loves to take our pain and twist it, turn it into a dagger and drive it deep. And he loves to enslave us to it. Recognize that and then go into spiritual warfare. I've spoken on this. It, it, uh, one of the key things you need to do on that front is to, um, put on the whole armor of God, which is found in Ephesians 6 and renounce any ties to any spiritual darkness that you may have in your life. There's a lot more I could say. If you look in the Bible, there are a lot of people that went through a lot of dark places. Job, Joseph, Daniel, the disciples after Jesus' death. I mean, they were rather disheartened. Paul says later on in the New Testament that he despaired even to death because they were so torn up and they were so beat up by their circumstances. But the Bible also says that sorrow may come in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hold on to God. Hold on to Christ with everything you've got, and you will find your way out of the situation, whatever that situation happens to be. This has been Teresa Blaze, the Unresolved Life podcast. If this has been helpful to you, please like and share it. And if you're new here, then I ask you to hit that little subscribe button. You'll find it in your podcatcher of choice. And one last thing, due to some algorithmic updates, it looks like our uh, downloads have, have gone down. Now, I don't know if that's true or what the deal is, but if you um, were subscribed, and maybe you're hearing this again, I ask to make sure that you're subscribed to the show so that you won't miss a single update because my goal is to bring you the best content I possibly can to deal with those unresolved questions. And if I don't have the answers, I will find them. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. This has been the Unresolved Life Podcast, and we will speak again next time. You've been listening to the Unresolved Life Podcast. To catch all our past shows, go to unresolved.life. That's unresolved.life.